Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bits of Wisdom, a Gameology supplemental episode. I'm Attila Gabriel Brzezinski, and today I'll be talking a bit about some of the significant changes that I made to the game that I designed, Orbit. For those not familiar, Orbit is a game that was originally designed by my friend, Ari Lauder, and he designed the game for a game jam, which was actually in the form of a competition, which he ended up winning. I thought that was super cool, the game looked super pretty, and I liked the core concept. So I thought that here we had this prize-winning game design idea, and Ari being the super genius programmer that he is, I'm never going to stop saying that, Ari, with the two of us, we could work together to make a game that we would end up releasing on iOS and Android. So we worked together on that, and we ended up releasing the game in time for RTX 2013. And people really liked the game. I was super happy that the design revisions that I made, uh, a lot of them actually, all really seemed to get people engaged with the game. Like the original game allowed you to play satellites kind of wherever you wanted. I limited this so that satellites which were placed like towers in a tower defense game now. So they're limited to slots that were around the planet, three of them to start with, and then you could unlock three more in further positions further and further away from the planet. So the idea was that in this game, in orbit, this would be a far more active tower defense game. And this, in the way that some of my game design ideas are inspired by things I really like about games in the Zarnok Fortress episode, I talked a bit how the game was really inspired by Halo and Mega Man ZX. In a way, Orbit was really inspired negatively by Plants vs. Zombies. I found that in Plants vs. Zombies, in the original game when I played it on iOS, the game was kind of boring because you would just set things down and then they would act on your behalf, that there was no player interaction really beyond that just sort of plonking it down and then watching it do its own thing. So when I set out to design Orbit, I wanted to make it so that satellites could freely be repositioned from one orbital slot to another, and more importantly, so that satellites could have their targets designated manually. So if you have your towers attacking the wrong thing, you can tell them to like, hey, attack this thing instead. So that was the core vision for Orbit. And that's why I called it Tower Defense Redefined, because it was far more in line with a real-time strategy than it was with anything that you'd seen, or anything that at least that I'd seen or played in the Tower Defense genre to that point. And I do like Tower Defense style games, just I like ones that involve more player interaction. That being said, there were a couple things in Orbit that sort of didn't make any sense. There were things called Earthbound Elements, abbreviated as EBEs, that you could build onto the planet's surface. So these were things like tidal generators and a solar panel array, which all served to increase your planet's all-important energy output, which could then be used towards purchasing satellites that you would send out to fend off aliens. So the reason that these things didn't make any sense is because they were, once you built them, they just kind of sat there. They didn't do anything, they just farmed energy for you. And in my mind, even worse, tidal generators cost 150 energy to build, solar rays cost 200 energy to build, and they did the exact same thing. There was no difference between these things. So there was really no point to having them both in the game, and I'd argue even no point to having them in the game at all, which is why I've since removed them. 
This is all to say that I like playing the original version of Orbit. I think that it's its own kind of fun, but that since I made revisions like this, like cutting out the Earthbound elements, making it so that the game is now played with a mouse and keyboard with shortcuts, you now use the left click of the mouse to move satellites back and forth, and you use the right click to designate your satellite's targets. Previously, when you left clicked on a satellite, it would pop open a menu that would then say like, do you want to move, repair, manually target, or decommission the satellite? And popping open menus constantly to designate targets was a real drag. You basically only ever used it for your railgun satellites so that they could manually target invisible enemies called shades. So again, if I wanted to give the player better reason to use manual targeting, then I had to also make it easier to do, which is why it's permanently mapped to the right mouse click, which is why the game essentially no longer works on mobile, because there's no way to distinguish between different types of finger tapping. Ultimately, I'd have to do something like regular finger swipe moves things between slots, and then like tap and hold allows you to target stuff. It would be a bit contrived. Not that uh, there isn't some way of doing it, but left and right mouse click works so much better. But now that manually targeting things is so much easier, I also wanted to make it more potent. I wanted to do more stuff with it. So railguns get a range boost. They can hit things further away. Laser satellites get a damage boost. They can kill certain enemies in a single shot. The missile satellite Oh man, that thing was worthless in the original game. It was not as good as a railgun and not as good as a laser satellite, so why would you ever build one? Well, now the missile satellite is used for crowd control. It can target up to four things at once with a fancy little targeting reticle that you use to paint your targets. And when you've painted up to four targets and you release it, unleashes a flurry of little swarm rockets. So altogether, like far more engaging and far more purpose for this missile satellite in the game. Because again, that's something that I wanted to avoid is Orbit is not a game of one-upmanship. Orbit was meant to be this idea that each satellite has its role, and then you used the unique abilities of each satellite to overcome the obstacles. That's also why I made it so that you can only build one of each kind of satellite. Because again, if you just build three different laser satellites and three different railguns and a whole bunch of shields, you're kind of set. You're not moving things around anymore. At that point, the game is just housekeeping while you pick off shades using the railgun's manual target ability. Maybe you're moving a few things around, but it, overall it just felt better to restrict the player to only one of each kind of satellite, because now you have to constantly move things around. And if enemies are on the opposite side of the planet, you can't just count on one of three different satellites that's closest to it. You have to reposition your satellites around. And if there's two different enemies approaching from two different vectors that both require the like one type of satellite ideally, then you have to compromise. You have to strategize around that. So again, I feel like the gameplay is significantly improved because of this change. The other thing, going back to manual targeting improvements, now that you can't click on a satellite to pop open a menu and then select heal this satellite, I changed the healing satellite in the game that existed to restore health to the planet, now can target other satellites, and that's how you heal them. Slowly, over time, in fact, the further the healing satellite is from its target, the faster it heals them. So you have to be kind of careful because if you want to restore lots of health to the planet really quickly, the healing satellite, it's as if it's made of paper. It's so weak that if you keep it far from the planet, it's very likely to get destroyed. 
and then it gets turned into space junk, which I'll get back to that in a moment. But the other thing that I added was solar satellites can also manually target stuff. So let's say that you don't need any more energy, you have enough, especially since you can't buy three of every satellite anymore, you're spending a lot less energy, you're not buying earthbound elements anymore. So you can aim your solar satellites and tell them to target other satellites and give them a rate of fire boost. So now you've got a railgun that's just turned into a complete rapid fire. Well, every satellite gains that rapid fire ability. Even the healing satellite heals faster when the solar satellite is targeting it. So everything works together. Utility satellites have much more of a role than they ever did before. So getting back to space junk, one thing which I did think was an interesting component of the original game is that when a tower was destroyed, if you didn't decommission a satellite in time, then the slot that it occupied got junked up and you had to spend 100 energy to clean it out. But again, I wanted to turn this into a more active component of the game. So now when you spend that 100 energy, you deploy something called a magnetic mine into the space. And magnetic mines, as the name sort of implies, grab all the space junk and attach it to themselves so that the slot is now clear. And then you can decommission the magnetic mine by sending it out and away from the planet. And if it crashes into something, it deals extra damage. So now decommissioning satellites has a bit more direction to it. They're not just like smashing against the surface of the planet, presumably burning up an atmosphere. Now you can actually use them and they can continue to fire even as they're being decommissioned. So that's something that was what I felt was an important change to make to the game. Then the other thing that had to sort of change with all these other changes happening, the achievements that were originally drafted for the game just simply don't really make sense anymore. They were sort of designed with the idea of the endless mode in the game, which is really all we had time to add to Orbit in time for its 2013 summer release. We originally had a whole campaign planned out for the game, which now I've gone back in and created. So. The game is going to have at least five planets with five levels apiece. Right now there's four in the early access version of the game, as of the time of recording at least. And this version, this campaign, is really introduces the player to the mechanics one by one, rather than the abysmal tutorial that was in the game originally, which just front-loaded everything. So now with everything being more spread out, there's more opportunities to create challenges around the player having limited access to the mechanics of the game because you don't get full mechanical access of the game unless you're playing in the endless mode. Each campaign has a restriction on which satellites you're allowed to build and if you're allowed to build any at all maybe you just have to make do with what's there, what you're provided with. So as a result of that the achievements didn't really make sense and I could tie specific achievements to specific levels which is sort of what I want to do but beyond that I want to create objectives for every level. And beyond simple objectives like get a high score, I want, I want to evaluate things in each level, things the player can do, like they're instructed to decommission a laser satellite when they're being taught about decommissioning. If you just keep that laser satellite alive throughout the entire level, despite the fact that it has like 5 HP out of its starting 50, if you manage to keep it alive, then that is one of the objectives in the level, and you can call it an achievement, but really, with each level having its own set of objectives, it would be insane to have, well, maybe 5 times 5 achievements 
25 achievements isn't it's not an overwhelming number but then again if i were to ever add more campaign levels or something like that um then the number of achievements that are in the game kind of spirals out of control especially i should say one achievement per level is fine but levels could have a variable number of objectives i'm not strictly going to say that each level has to have three objectives one level might have five objectives one might have two so that's where tying every single one of these things to an achievement seems a bit ridiculous so i want to make some things unique some things are going to be a bit more on the simple side so that's where i felt it made more sense to replace achievements with objectives Oh, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was the thing that I replaced Earthbound Elements with, planetary powers. So rather than being a fixed thing that you purchase and then that's just it, they just sit there and do their thing, planetary powers are things which cost a lot of energy to use, but all have their own utility. So you have a healing pulse that restores health to your satellites, all of them, you don't have to use a healing satellite. You have an overshield which protects the planet so if you have a whole bunch of shades or you've got a bursting jelly making its way for the planet it's going to take a whole bunch of damage you can throw up a shield around it you've also got the scanner pulse which gives the player a heads up as to which direction incoming enemies are going to be approaching from and then you can orient your satellites accordingly and i've got other ideas for other planetary powers the observatory remains a planetary power in the game currently but as time goes on, I might just give the player access to all the slots. Or maybe not. It, it sort of remains to be seen. I like that you have to save up a certain amount of energy in conjunction with trying to keep your satellites alive and maybe purchasing other powers. So for now, the observatory remains among the planetary powers. Oh, and then of course, one other thing which uh, wasn't in the game, a sun. Now, it seems kind of odd, but basically the sun orbits the planet that you are protecting. And solar satellites, the closer the solar satellite is to the sun, the, the faster it will provide energy to your planet. In the very beginning, the very first wave of an endless mode, where the game used to be just like plonk down a solar satellite, didn't matter where it went, and then just move your combat satellite into whatever direction an approaching enemy was coming in. Now with the addition of the solar satellite having to be as close to the sun as possible, it creates this constant thing you can keep on top of. The orbits rotate slowly enough that you're not constantly switching this, the solar satellite between slots, but it's something that if you can manage it effectively, you'll have more energy to put to use for purchasing more satellites and planetary powers. So it's just one more layer, one more thing that the player can kind of micromanage to improve their strategy. And yeah, that's the comprehensive list of all the different things that I've added into the newest version of Orbit. And there's still a whole lot I want to do with this idea. So I, I really hope that people take to the early access experience I hope it's a good representation of the gameplay and the direction that I want to take things and that there's an opportunity for me to add more challenge modes to the game, more unique satellites, more campaign levels, all that stuff. So if you're interested, you can look for Orbit Satellite Defense on Steam Early Access. And if you have any other questions or comments about this show, Bits of Wisdom and Gameology by extension, you can submit them to my website, bluishgreenproductions.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter via bluishgreenpro or my personal handle Attila Gabriel. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a good day.